Hello everyone, this is your host Michael TYP Cole. Welcome to Radio Trivia Podcast Edition. It's uh, January 2020, the future. And uh, I'm here with my old buddy Steve Rodriguez, co-founder of this lovely podcast. It's me, hello. Thank you, Wendy Mario. Um, Yahoo! Yeah, it's 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 a new year, but it's not a new podcast. Um, An old podcast. Same format. Five games. Five games, three songs each. Your job as the listener is figure out the game based on the music. And we'll give you a hint question along the way, too. Not a lot more to say. Uh, yeah, happy 2020. Yeah, let's let's kick it off with some uh, sweet video game tunes. Ah, yeah. It'll, it'll, it'll be great. You're gonna love it.
little bit ominous start to the year, but uh, I don't know. I like that song a lot. Uh oh, did I lose Wendy? No, I'm still here. You're here. You're, you're just thinking. Yes. <laughs> I should say that uh, Steve picked some of the games, but not this one. So he, he's playing along for right now. Yes, I have no idea what's happening. I wouldn't put it that way. <laughs> you know what's happening. You're trying to figure out the game. Oh. Just like the listeners. Oh. Unless you already figured it out. I don't know.
<laughs> I, I'm sorry. I, I, I got to ask you the question here. Please do. So can you name two other game series that are referenced within this game? Oh, hmm. Okay.
All right, there we have it, Wendy. It's the end of the first game's music. Do you know what game this is? This is a Zelda game, if I'm not going crazy. Is that correct? I, I'll, I will need an official guess here, sir. What Zelda games haven't we done? That's the thing, because we've done... Well, we obviously haven't done them all. Um, oh, okay. Um, Phantom Hourglass? Oh, man. Yeah, no, this is uh, Link's Awakening Remastered. You may have forgotten this game came out. Oh, right. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it, it's, uh, it's a hell of a remake. Um, well, I mean, in some ways, it's a hell of a remake, I guess I'll say. Oh, that, of course. That's what was throwing me. It was the old music, but it was kind it's, of Yeah, no, the, 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 the soundtrack is definitely the highlight. I'm biased, but it's definitely the highlight of the remake for me. Um, there are, like, a, a handful of um, of songs. Like, I don't really like what you did there. But uh, for the most part, it's fantastic. Uh, th this is a game I wasn't sure I was gonna get, um, but I asked for it as, as a as a as a gift, and so that's, that's what I got. And uh, I didn't realize just how much I was kind of hankering a, a a 2D Zelda game. Um, yeah, this is a really good but very very faithful remake of the Game Boy fans, the original Game Boy game, or, or maybe arguably a remake of the the DX version that had the the extra color dungeon, because that's also in this game. Oh, right, yeah. Um, <clears throat> but uh, in terms of the gameplay, I feel like there's, like, subtle tweaks they've made here and there. Like, some of the the sword fighting feels a little bit more methodical in terms of, like, using a shield against one or two different enemies than I remembered. And um, there's a little more use of the diagonal direction, but, I, I mean, it's... It's basically the same game. It's 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 so faithful that the few things that stand out, um, not only jump out at you, but like there was one case where a puzzle that really is pretty easy. Like, I'm like, how the hell do you do this? Because I just remembered how to do it before, and I didn't want to try anything different. And they tweaked it to something that actually is better. But because I'd played the game before uh, in, in its original form, um, it kind of stumped me. But uh, so, so if you're looking for a new experience, it's not going to be a new game. It's it's really very 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 close to um the game boy game and but it, that's such a great game the the only thing that carries over from there that I, I i would criticize is the boss battles feel a little bit anticlimactic they're a little bit um one note and in some cases you just sort of spam the sword and <laughs> kill them but, but other than that it's a fantastic game okay. um and yeah the soundtrack is is amazing and it's, it's a sort of thing where uh, you playing, you probably don't hear everything in, in the music just because it's there's a lot to listen to, and you may be playing with the sound off or down or on, on the tinny little switch speakers or whatever. So, um, yeah, uh, great job, guys. I don't know if it's worth 60 bucks, I don't know if it's 60 bucks good because it, it isn't that long a game, but it's good stuff. So, uh, I, I guess you haven't had a chance to check this one out yet. No, um, no I haven't. It's, it's actually interesting how I, I approach Zelda games. I, I mean, just kind of with Breath of the Wild, especially. Well, not Breath of the Wild, just 
Breath of the Wild just happened to be the every other Zelda game that I get into. It's, it's, mm. it's actually funny how that has working out for me. It's like, so after Link to the Past, it was like, Ocarina of the Time, yes. Majora's Mask, eh. Twilight Princess, yes. Skyward Sword, eh. So like Breath hey, of the that's, Wild. That's actually worked yes. pretty well for you, I think. Yeah. <laughs> and then like, you know, like, well, Link's making it again. I was like, eh. <laughs> so I assume Breath of the Wild 2 is coming up next, so they'll be right on schedule when that comes out. Yeah. I, I feel like um, I, I had a couple of false, false starts revisiting Link to the Past. I like that game a lot, and... I mean, actually, I think I played that um, less than Link's Awakening when I was, was a lot. I didn't own it as a kid, um, the, the SNES game. But with like the SNES Mini and then the the Switch, I feel like I had a couple of false starts where I like played the first couple of dungeons and kind of for one reason or another couldn't continue playing it or had something else to do. Yeah. Um, and, and so this is like, oh yeah, it's been like eight years since I played this game. So it just. It, it, it scratched me just the right places, and uh, and so I'm, I'm definitely glad I picked it up. So I, if it's on sale, I can see this one going on sale. They sometimes put Zelda games on sale that are kind of the off games or the remakes. I mean, they, they sometimes have put like the the Wind Waker HD on sale on, on the eShop, that sort of stuff. So I'd say if you get it for like 45 bucks or less, or a used copy somewhere out there, that's worth that's worth checking out. You know, Nintendo in general has been. Like a lot more aggressive with sales in general on the Switch, I've noticed as as compared to the past. I mean, the stuff like you know the vouchers and uh, you know the yeah. holiday sale, like like you can get like you know full full fat Nintendo games for less than full price, a lot sooner than you used to be able to. I I think they squeezed the, the sixty bucks out of it for this holiday season, and I, I was a sucker that basically went for that, but. I, I can't see them keeping it at sixty dollars without any sales going forward. Especially once um, Breath of the Wild Two comes out, or whatever they wind up calling it. Um, I see this as a sort of a catalog title. They're definitely gonna gin up sales. Well, sure. I mean, e- even even now, like sixty dollars for you know the, uh, the the remake or sixty dollars for Breath of the Wild. I mean, that's a little unfair. Yeah, I, I don't know. That's a gigantic game, though. I mean, if you hadn't played it, and you get a Switch. I, I to me, that's kind of an evergreen um, kind of a game. To me, sixty bucks is actually a good deal for how much stuff's in there. Oh my goodness! <laughs> um, whereas this game, it's like, well, six. I'm playing the same for this as Breath of the Wild. That, that just seems like, you know, give me my, give me, I'm giving you my money. There you go. But you know, after playing it, I, I don't feel as bad about. It. Like I said, they they really. The art art style is nice. It's not my favorite. And yeah. There's some different um, frame rate issues as others have complained about, but it didn't distract me as much as I thought it would. And and, and the music's great. The gameplay's good. It, it it it's maybe worth slightly less, but it's just it's it's still a good game. Yeah. It's still really good. I, I I cannot fault them for deciding. You know what? We're gonna we're gonna honor this game and not um, monkey with it too much. And it's hard for me to fault them with that decision. Anyway, that, there was a bonus question um, about uh, this game uh, and how it has some other series reference. Can you think of two of them? I think there's really more than two. Well, I'm going to take a shot in the dark with one. Uh, Mario? Yep. <laughs> oh, let's see. Uh, how about F-Zero? Oh, wait. Nintendo doesn't acknowledge F-Zero anymore. <laughs> I didn't spot any F-Zero references, but there are at least two Kirby references. The... Um, the sea urchins on the beach, and this is true in the original too, look suspiciously like uh, Gordo's 
and there's also some a character in one of the boss one of the um, uh, one of the dungeons that kind of inhales and looks a lot like Kirby um, uh, I would have also accepted Sim City because of Dr. Wright oh. yes um, there are a couple other games referenced I, I think Devil World is more so referenced in this version of the game there's a in the last dungeon there's a kind of a, a, a demon or a gargoyle type enemy that um, I don't know if it was always a reference to Devil World or if that's something they sort of inserted as part of this remake but it looks a lot like the same uh, devil that's in like Smash Brothers right um, so I, I think that's a, if not a, a new reference a, a more a clarified reference and then there's uh, For Whom the Frog Tolls which is a Japanese only predecessor to Link's Awakening and there's probably some other stuff I'm not aware of that, that's referenced um, yeah, but it, but I think it's like a you know Nintendo is really good with sneaking the references in there with a lot of their games these days. So well, Link's Awakening always had a lot of these references, and, and it's kind of a fever dream. Well, it is a fever dream of a game. I mean, that's actually <laughs> spoilers uh, part part of the plot here. Um, <laughs> and and so it is weird. You got these Goombas and Piranha Plants and a Zelda game, and, and it's really weird because I just playing this after uh, monkeying with the. Uh, the Mario Maker 2 DLC oh, that yeah. inserts Zelda into a Mario game or Link into a Mario game. And so it's like... Which is really good, obviously. It is. And it's like, okay, this is almost like the opposite. You know, it's like the same thing in reverse a little bit. It's just kind of funny that I play these two games kind of back to back. Yeah, we've talked enough about this game. Um, we should probably move on. But yeah, I'm pleasantly surprised with how much I, I really enjoyed uh, Link's Awakening Remastered. So uh, check that out.
Now, there are two things I forgot to mention about uh, Link's Awakening. Sorry for going back to that. Um, but uh, the, the composer of the, the remake is Ryo Nagamatsu, who, of course, is leveraging the work of... Uh, I think it's Minako Hamano and Kozuo Ishikawa, who also do Wario games, I believe. Um, and the other thing I wanted to mention, it's, it's kind of an aside, but I spent like an hour picking songs for that game. And, and after, you know, whittling it down and all this, I was like, you know what, I should see what we used, or what I used uh, back when I used the original game. Yeah. <laughs> sure enough, two of the three picks were the same songs <laughs> that I had chosen back then. So I, I mixed things up a little, promoted some other stuff that uh, I was planning on just putting in the background. So uh, I avoided that fate, fortunately, but it, I just found it really amusing. Like, I'm, okay, yeah, I guess I'm still the same person, and I like the same songs from... <laughs> Uh, the same game. Well, I mean, the good news is good music. <laughs> yeah, I, I just I, I got a kick out of that because we did that in like 2009, so we're talking a long time ago. <laughs> and yep, okay, I better better not choose those songs again. All right, back to this anyway, game. That, th- this game was not Link's Awakening, and that was just the first song. So uh, keep on listening, and maybe you'll figure it out. Yeah, and that's not even the hint. Not even the hint. All right, here's your hint question, Wendy. Okay. So the magic charms, or paper talismans, behave suspiciously similarly to what iconic weapon from a different game series? Hmm. <laughs> yes, that's another game series question.
Woo-hoo. All right, put on your thinking cap, Steve. I want to hear you get this one right. Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, I had like an initial thought because like, the, like my first thinking, especially with the hint question, I'm thinking, well, this is probably like a Castlevania, Metroidvania kind of game. And I thought, oh, it must be, oh, no, because that's on the Switch and this doesn't sound like a Switch game. I was thinking like Bloodstained or something. So I'm just kind of like, geez, I, I wouldn't be able to even hazard a guess as far as what a game would be. Although, like, 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 I think the answer to the hint question is like Castlevania, but I wouldn't know what the game is. All right, I'm going to give you partial credit here. Okay. This is Bloodstained Curse of the Moon oh, for it, Switch. This it is, is, this is, the it is retro, Bloodstained. Yeah, this is the retro, um, like, prequel release oh, by NT Creates. I didn't know they had. I haven't played the, the real, quote-unquote, Bloodstained game, but this one was on sale for half price, which was I was like six bucks before, and it was like three bucks on sale. I'm like, yeah, I'll pick this up. <laughs> so, I was not aware there was like a, a retro-ish version of it. Oh yeah, that's actually really good. I mean, it's short, but it, I I was pleasantly surprised as, as someone who doesn't particularly like the the old school Castlevania games and never actually played Castlevania three. Um, this is very closely hewing to Castlevania 3, but it has a, like a casual mode where it takes away knockback and gives you unlimited lives, so it, uh, it, it makes it much more approachable uh, if you use that mode. And it's, it's a fun little romp. I mean, it's really well done. It's got pretty good music, definitely a Castlevania knockoff. Um, although, I mean, knockoff is arguable, given that Iga's involved in this thing. Um, and the composer is the Symphony of the Night, or at least one of the Symphony of the Night and post-Symphony of the Night uh, uh, composers, Michiru Yamane. So uh, it, it, it's a cool NES throwback game, really, mm. um, with, with a little bit of extra polish. And, and I've only played through it once, and, and it's one of these games where like there, there's secondary and, and I think even maybe a third iteration playthrough that shakes things up a little bit. Huh. Um, like I think in the second playthrough that one of the main characters... You, you don't get to play with him, you play with the other three characters okay. um, that, that you can swap amongst. And so, I mean, I, I think I'll go back and revisit this a couple of times over the next couple of years, so it, it's definitely worth a little bit of money uh, from that perspective, and it, it's just it's fun. I mean, it, it's it's uh, it's old school Castlevania, and I never thought I'd say enjoy an old school Castlevania game, but like I said, they 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 take the edge off a little bit if, if you're not looking for that really... Um, I don't know. I, I, I'd call it kind of unfair level design that, that these yeah. kinds of games had. Um, and, and and there is a little bit of that still, even in that easy mode near the end of the game, but it's tolerable, especially with unlimited lives. Um, but I could see, like, if I had the knockback turned on, I could see definitely certain spots, like, ooh, that would be just, oh, difficult, you know? Um, but yeah, this is an NT Creates game. I, I'm, I'm more and more uh, appreciating the team that is NT Creates. They, uh, they're, they're definitely uh, of a, an old-school era, and uh, I'm really glad they're around to make games like this in the Blaster Master Zero series. Oh, absolutely. And, and other stuff like that, because, uh, I mean, yeah, they're, they're somewhere in between an indie and, and uh, you know, a triple-A a shop, and indies are creating similar games, but I, just, I feel like there's a certain, um, I don't know, just a certain ethos to, to those games that, that they're making that... Um, just feels authentically kind of B-tier Japanese game that, that I really appreciate. 
Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I actually still need to get uh, uh, Blaster Master Zero 2. Like, I still need to get the true ending in, in the original Blaster Master Zero, which I almost got the first time, but I thought I, I, I thought I got all the, uh, the, the power-ups, but I missed the one. I was like, oh, no, man, that sucked. Mm. So uh, I'll, I'll get back to that eventually in, in Zero 2. But yeah, if... Um, this, this is what I think it, it, it's, it ought to be like, going what you're explaining. It's like, I would definitely be interested in playing this game. Just, definitely worth three or six bucks. Definitely. Yeah, because yeah. I, I just absolutely love the uh, the GBA Castlevania games are just so good. And that's sort of the, the thing I want. And that sounds like what this is. Well, this is more linear than that. This this is, um, I mean, it, there, there's like branching paths within a level that all kind of convene and, and fork out again. But it's not like a exploration type game, really. It's, well, it's, it's that's, that's very fine. That, that's fine. Game gameplay wise, not necessarily like level design wise. Yeah, yeah. And in fact, I mean, the gameplay wise, it, it, it's kind of again. I think this is all goes back to Castlevania Three. But the, in um, was it Dawn of Sorrow where there was a, a second mode you could play through and, and a replay where you switch between three different characters? It, it probably was the DS version. Yeah, so, so this game has a very similar mechanic where you got... It's almost like a Ninja Turtles thing, again, Konami, right? Where you got the four characters, and, and as long as they don't fully die, you can you can swap them out for a different character and keep on playing. Sweet. Yeah, that's cool. It's a good mishmash of, of, of those kinds of NES games, including a little bit of... Um, Ghosts and Goblins, and that um, it, it's got that mechanic where once you start jumping, you can't change your oh, trajectory. Oh, oh. oh yes, oh yes. <laughs> but it doesn't <laughs> feel as nearly as mean spirited again as uh, in uh, in that actual Ghouls and Ghost series or Ghosts and Goblins series. Anyway, the, like I said, the the uh, as you would expect in a in a knockoff. Uh, uh, Castlevania series, there there is something that is very much like holy water, and that is the magic charms. And I'm, I'm sure there is any number of other power-ups in this game that you can point directly to some Castlevania equivalent. But uh, the holy water is the magic charm. So you, you throw a magic charm down, it goes up kind of diagonally, and just you know creates a little flame or whatever that that uh, destroys things if, uh, if they're standing there. That is it only uh, purely coincidental to uh, uh, Holy Water. It just happens to be a, a, a equivalent. There's, there's no, you know, they didn't take anything. They just, it just happened to work that Oh, th- there is, dude, that's just the start. When you play this game, you'll see. I mean, there, there, it is just like, well, yeah, that this is okay. This equals that, this equals that, this equals that, this person equals that person. It is just, I mean, it's shameless, but it's intentionally shameless, right? Like, we're not calling it it. We're not, we're not, you know, we're not infringing on a trademark here. Well, yeah, and like, but, g- games can copy things one for one and still be terrible. So, I mean, if you're doing that and you're still making a good game, then, you know, fine. It's a good game. Yeah, no, it's a good game. It's a good game. Okay, we're going to go on to one of Steve's requests here. Oh, so boy. No playing along.
Okay. Okay. I would let you read the hint question, but I don't know if you have it in front of you. I happen to have it right here. Oh, excellent. Go ahead and read the question. So this game deals with the aftermath of two merged worlds. What are the names of these worlds?
I'll give you an extra hint on this one. Steve is quite arguably trolling me with this game selection. <laughs> Another hint uh, that you might not have realized, but this is a Motoi Sakuraba composed and arranged game, uh, which uh, I'm probably stating the obvious, because if you, if you know who he is, uh, that was pretty obviously him. <laughs> what game is this, Steve? So, uh, yeah, this is Tales of Symphonia Dawn of the New World for Nintendo Wii. Yep. Which you reviewed back in the day, and, and I I didn't review, but I, I know I played when it first came out, and and I, I, I dug up your old review, and I guess I commented on it. Yeah, right yeah, after I, I noticed it. that. Like, actually, what happened was that uh, I was trying to remember, okay, what games have I played? And I was looking through my, all the games I have here, and like oh that's right like how we done because i know we did tales of symphonia the first game mm -hmm. so, well, how we done the new world so you know i checked your hand down and listened to the form like no we have it and then i realized oh wait a second i reviewed that game that's why i have it <laughs> yeah yeah and i'm pretty sure i swore at some point i would never use this game on this podcast um <laughs> well, it, it was just too bitter in my t mouth and I, i'm amazed that i wrote you know i would have given it a seven instead of a six i think you're spot on with the six on this game um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What a disappointing game. I mean, it, it, it's so by the numbers. It's. I, don't, I mean, I guess I've talked a little. What do you want to say about this game before I shit all over it any further? Well, yeah, I mean, especially coming off of Tales of Symphonia for the GameCube, just an amazing game. Like, oh my god, it's just. I, I could not stop playing that. I like, had to take my game, uh, GameCube to work while I was working at THQ. I would just kind of play play Tales of uh, Symphonia during my lunch break. It was just crazy how good that game was and how long that game was. So, like, okay, you know, they announced uh, Dawn of the New World for the Wii. I'm like, oh, excited, sweet. It's going to be, you know, more of the same, more of what I like. And, um... <laughs> well, it's too much of the same is part of the problem. Yeah, I mean... It's like, not exactly as good as what you like. Yeah, I mean, the, like, the battle system, mostly the same. They made some tweaks, and that that's really the meat and potatoes of why you, you would you would want to play Tales of Symphonia. But, you know, as, as I was playing the game and I'm kind of realizing some of the stuff they added to it was maybe a little unnecessary or didn't really add anything to it. Like the uh, like the free roaming in the battles and the the, uh, the, uh, the creatures or the animals you could capture and, and bring into battle. It was like, on paper, it's like, oh, this sounds great. But it, it, in actual practice, it's like, eh, it doesn't really, like, too many, like, the pros and cons are just kind of yeah. So it's just like, well, you know, it's not as good as, as it was. I mean, with the Tales of Symphonia, but you know. So that was the one thing. And then, oh my God! Like even even now, just listen to Neil just talking, and whining and complaining. <laughs> oh yeah. my God! It's just like throughout the entire game, that was like the number one thing that was whole. Like I, like I wanted to like this game, but. Every time the main character talked, you just was like, no. Well, it's one of these games that I think they intentionally want you to hate the main character. Oh, that's and then, great design. And then warm up to him over time. And, and I, I, I guess that sort of worked to me. As yeah. I, I, but I, 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 but overall, the voice cast was, I mean, it, I think the way I put it was it, 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 the casting is like you, you wanted to make a Bleach game, but it's not a Bleach game. And it, yeah, it just it, everything about it just felt a little bit off from the original. Um, too derivative, partly because it's like you said, the uh, it's a sequel, so they're basically in the same world. Yeah, 
They merged up the two worlds. They had the same characters from the first game. Uh, Except with different voice actors, which kind of partly ruins it. I don't know. Just everything just felt a little off. And, and there was a lot of retreading the same areas you've been before in terms of dungeons. Yeah. Um, and it was part of the plot. But again, it just, it just made everything feel like I've already spent 100 plus hours doing this stuff. A lot of people played this multiple times, the original multiple times. We're visiting this again in a new game. Yeah. I just, oh, my God. So, uh, yeah. I, well, well I, I, I was I was pretty... It, it's one of the games that got me burned out on RPGs because I, I should have just stopped playing it. But I, I think I got to at least near the end, if not beat it. Um, I have no idea why. I mean, I, it, it was like punishing myself. I don't understand why I did it. <laughs> well, I had I to wasn't do reviewing it. the game. <laughs> I had to do it because I was reviewing it. So, I mean, that, that was part of it where I just kind of like forced my way through it instead of just, you know, take my time with it. But I, I, would, I would think that one of the like one of the strengths of the Tales series has always been like the story and the, and the interaction between the characters but I think that sort of backfired in uh, in this game Down in the New World because there were so many of those optional skits mm-hmm. like you wanted to see the interaction between all the characters but to do that you literally had to kind of like stop the game and let, and let these skits play out so like, I would always you know when the Z button popped up for a skit, I was you know press it and always watch the skit and see the and you know those were good, but just over and over and over it just you know broke up the game so much. Uh, today I would very much like, I very much appreciate now how a lot of modern games kind of tell the story and how the characters interact with each other like during gameplay as a part of gameplay mm-hmm. as opposed to the old way of doing it where stop okay do your interaction and start again to play the game. Yeah. So, thank goodness that's not a problem anymore for any, you know, game worth its salt, but back then, it was just, ugh, that was rough. Well, it's just it's a game that doesn't value the player's time, and, and, and it's... I mean, all these long RPGs, I mean, you have to have time to play through these and, and be willing to sit down and sort of kick up your feet and, and play it and, and, and not want to just pound through things. Yeah. And, uh... And that's okay. If it's done really well, I'm okay with kind of, okay, I'm just going to soak it in. I'll, if it takes me 100 hours over, you know, four months, fine. Yeah. Um, I, mean, it's, I mean, I haven't played Dragon Quest. Uh, what, what's the one that, that everyone, that came out for Switch recently? Uh, um, is, it is that 13? 12 or 13? Something like that. I, don't know. I, can't, I can't keep the numbers I, I have also lost count. <laughs> um, but, I mean, it sounds like a lot of people are playing that kind of that way, where it's like, you know, it's, it's over a period of a month or two months, they're, they're kind of picking away at it. Uh, and that's cool. I'm, I'm all for that. But it, it, the, it's it's got to be well done. And, and, and I'm more and more a fan of, you know, quality over quantity. And, uh, you know, some, some games are just, you know, hey, we're just here to fill time and we're going to give you a bunch of quantity and, and you'll suck it up. You know, it's it's the the anime filler episode uh, uh, theory of design. So, and that is definitely what I feel like this game is: is the anime filler yeah, episode. Yeah, <laughs> that that's actually a perfect description of it. It's that you know, it, it's it's really interesting though that um, this is the answer to the question is that the whole uh, uh, premise of the second game is that the two worlds in the original game, uh, Silverant and Tethala, they kind of merged. And that was causing all sorts of mayhem because the, there was like a balance between the two worlds and now that everything's kind of going haywire, kind of in chaos. So like there's a decent, you know, setup for the story. It just, how they went through it, it was just a, 
And that, that was another disappointment for me because I heard about the story. It's like, oh, this, this could be interesting. We're going to see some new places, going to get some new situations, new scenarios. But it was too similar to the first game for it to be really. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, we're going to go on to the next game. You do not know this game. Oh, no. curious to see if you get this game or not um it's on first blush it sounds like something i might think i should know but i don't know let's get the other let's get the next song your question okay in this first person game what is your means of transportation 
Oh, mm, that's a thinker. Venture any guesses. Oh, geez, this one's this one's confusing me. It's a, it sounds like an older game, but then you said first person. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I would I would assume it's not like Doom. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not Doom. <laughs> um, what a transportation. Oh, geez, I I'm, well. I'm I'm kind of torn. Is it like an SNES game or is it a Game Boy Advance game or like that's like I can't quite pin what era it is and that I'm I'm not even can't even start to think of what game it could be. So uh, I'm kind of I'm kind of shooting in the dark here. I really but I couldn't even hazard a guess at the moment. All right. Well, uh, this is going to make total sense until what game this is. This is Yoshi's Safari oh for the Super God, Nintendo. Oh, my God. I should know that. Oh, yeah. I played um, it. Yeah, this is definitely uh, in, in the theme. This uh, There's an emergent theme here. It wasn't initially intentional of off-brand games. This is definitely an off-brand Mario game. Um, oh, man. <laughs> th- this is the Super Scope Mario game where you, you play first person as Mario riding Yoshi. <laughs> And uh, you're you're shooting other whatever Mario bad guy things through these worlds on, on kind of a track. Um, yeah, it's uh, I, I don't I, I think I played this before at a friend's house. I don't have recollection of playing it before, but I, I feel like I must have played it at some point. It is a I'm amazed this game was made. I mean, it, I I don't know if it's a good or a bad game. I'm just I'm just amazed that it was made. Yeah, I I, I someone said, yeah, let's put Mario in this. <laughs> um, well, no, uh, yeah, like I, I, I've played it. I remember playing it, and it's always something I, I kind of think back to. Is like, gee, you know what? If I ever, like, I have a, a nice uh, twenty-seven CRT here that I'm still starting to get set up. So eventually, I do want to maybe get like you know, uh, like a light gun for like you know, obviously the zapper and mm-hmm. and super scope and all that. And it, I always think like, geez, Yoshi Safari. I, I, I played that, and I'd like to play it again. Uh, but it's very vague uh, memories of playing it the first time. Uh, but basically, I would I would kind of liken it a little bit to Pokemon Snap, but only in the sense that you're on a track and there are some like branching paths depending on 
what you shoot or how, how well or oh. how poorly you're doing. Um, I mean, it's not like you're you know, taking pictures of enemies, but you're, you're basically shooting everything in sight. <laughs> that's, that's really all there is to yeah, it. Yeah, it's the opposite of taking pictures, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> wow, yeah. Um, geez. <laughs> yeah, so, so the, obviously the answer is, the question is Yoshi. You're writing Yoshi. Um, I mean, even Yoshi looks off-brand in this. Everything, yeah, it I does. mean, it, it, it's, it's, I think this was kind of farmed to a different R&D team in been. Nintendo. And say, here, uh, we need to make a Super Scope game, and it's got to be a Mario game. You know, it's kind of like the, the old story with uh, Super Mario Land, where we just sort of handed off to the Gunpei Yokoi's team, and so like, like I'll, I'll show you, I'll make a really weird-ass Mario game. <laughs> it's just kind of has a similar vibe to it. Yeah, I mean, like it's it, like my memories of it are so vague. You, you've basically exhausted all everything I can say yeah. about it. It's yeah, just, that... it's just so, it's just a weird game. I mean, I, I suppose at the time, like if you're just looking for any Super Scope game, it's a Super Scope game, and that's why right. I, I think I played it. Just because, well, you know, I, you know, Super Scope Six, you know, the the original, uh, you know, packing game with it. I mean, that's still one of the best Super Super Scope games, just because of like, um, I mean, it's just solid all around, really. And then, um, geez, I can't remember m many other Super Scope games now I'm thinking about it. I, I think that's why they made this game. They're, they're like, let's, let's just let's put a make a Mario game. We got we to make something to support. Oh, right now. Uh, yeah, I remember a couple a couple of others. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah, but, geez, Yoshi Safari, that's, that's not a, a game I've heard in a long time. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was kind of a random pick. The, uh... I think I may just use the snesmusic.org uh, random picker, and, and it came out like, oh, well, that's yeah, good, let's use that. That's that's a good that's a good pick. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, we got one last game, and it is your request. So uh, we'll just take this away. Let's do it.
I have nothing to say. How about just here's the next song. about the first song but i really like that one yeah that's actually my favorite uh favorite song in the game oh so uh yeah actually we got another uh, another hint question here this is a straight and to the point hint question how do you get a multi-cross bonus
Well, I don't know if it's just because it's a game you requested or if there's actually some truth to this, but for some reason, at least the, the last two songs you picked um, kind of remind me of like mechanical areas in Kirby games, especially like Canvas Curse. And I don't, I don't know if that's me inventing something that's not there, but a little bit, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll explain the the what this game is all about here. But uh, yeah, actually, what this game is, it's Crossneak Plus. It's a puzzle game for the Nintendo Switch. And you know, it, the plus implies it was out on something earlier. Was it? Was this originally released on a different platform? Well, yeah. So what this game is, uh, it's originally original Crossneak was just kind of like a. Um, like a flash-based or just like an independent puzzle game that just got released and distributed on the PC or whatever. So you can play it for free right now if you Google it. But then, uh, you know, the developer said, hey, let's, uh, you know, see if we can actually get a proper release of this. So uh, it was a Kickstarter game and it got funded and it just got over the top for a Switch release as well. So uh, that's what this is. Crossneak Plus is the actual full retail version of the ah. game. So it's like the original concept with like one or two extra tweaks and some new music tracks and the whole kind of package around mm. the game. Cool. So this is a puzzle game. Yes. Yes. And it's, it's, it's a specific type of puzzle game. Um, if you kind of imagine, you know, Yoshi's Cookie where you try to get the the tiles and, you know, vertical yep. or horizontal. Well, what Crossneak is, is that you have to do both. You have to get uh, a full horizontal and vertical line to cross and you clear it and then more tiles come in. And the game is basically stri- it's like strictly get the highest score possible before you time out. That's okay. like 90% of the game. And it's just... It's actually like like initially I was like, well, this is all there is to it. I was like, oh, okay, but as I was like playing it and playing it and getting faster, and there's some like control tw- uh, tricks you can use to kind of uh, line up tiles faster, and there are some special tiles that make it like prevent you from wrapping the tiles around as you're moving them, or prevent mm. you from moving the tiles at all, and yeah. then you're trying to like, navigate all of that and try to do things. You don't necessarily have to do things quickly. You just have to do things efficiently. Because if you want to get like a really high score, and, and that's what the hint question was, you have to do things called multi-crosses. So instead of just getting like one vertical and one horizontal, you get like two vertical and one horizontal, or you know three vertical and one horizontal, something like that. Just get multiple lines cleared at once. And just um, just last week, as a matter of fact, I kind of started to figure out, I was like, oh, you can actually do that kind of fast now. Because I can kind of see, there's like different, like you can customize how big the grid is. And you can customize the colors in the grid. And depending on how big the grid is, there are either three or four different color tiles. So you kind of have to pick and choose. Okay, well, what's the most efficient way to get the highest score possible without me, you know, dying too quickly, basically. Mm. So um, that's the gameplay side of it. But what I really like about this game is the whole style of it. Because... Like the developer kind of deliberately designed this to look like he calls it a Y2K game. Oh, what? Yeah. So if you didn't know any better, you would think this was like like a Dreamcast launch title. <laughs> it oh, kind of has okay, that okay. style about okay, it. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, I actually, and, and the music I could see is in line with that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it, it it all makes sense when you when you kind of understand that and you see the 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 aesthetic of it. And like how the music and the visuals 
and even like the menus invoke sort of like a you know hey this is a really early disc based game <laughs> so they're even like you know it even invokes the really long loading times a little bit although they patched it to kind of fix that there's still you know noticeable load times so it kind of reminds me of, of a game of that era <laughs> but it's all good because it's just like it's one of those games where it just does one thing but it does it very well like um i've already played it for about uh, like i actually just kind of unlocked everything and i got the little credits flourish and it told me to play the game for 10 hours i'm like oh geez it felt like i played it for a lot more than 10 hours and i will be playing it a little bit more because i want to get like you know higher scores it's like if, if you're a type of person that does like to kind of like i can do better i can do better and this is then this is a very good game for that so does this game have online leaderboards and does it do it decently on switch well yeah i mean it does have online leaderboards but it's like a little too y2k for its own good because it only does like the top 20. oh <laughs> yeah so i'm like 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 my best score is like 120,000, and like the last spot in the leaderboard is like 190,000 or something is it one leaderboard for you said you can like tailor the size of the grid and everything are they different well, leaderboards for different configurations well at least, no it's, it's it's one single leaderboard because you do get higher scores for clears on the larger grid sizes and on the higher levels okay so you have to decide well you know do i want to go for the higher like the larger grids but at the cost of it being slower and not getting like because they also have like you know chain bonuses and speed bonuses and stuff like that versus or do i want like a small tight grid with only three colors, so I can just bang them out super quickly and just try to keep my chains going. So I'm still trying to figure that out, but I think I might need to to bump up my grid size a little bit to get, see if I can get up there. So uh, yeah, it's just basically it's it's there's like the endless mode and there's a time trial mode and there's like a very interesting. There's also a two player versus mode, which I actually haven't got a chance to play yet, but I'm like taking it everywhere I go. So hey, you know, would you be interested in playing this game? Because it does look like it's a really fun two player versus mode. Hmm. Uh, there's no versus computer mode, but that was just the fact that you know it was a Kickstarter game. And he just wanted to, he only had so much time and resources to develop it. So, yeah. But uh, but yeah, I, I definitely recommend it. It's it's definitely a trip. <laughs> just the the whole vibe of the game. It's it, it, it's um it's something that uh, that's I very much appreciate. I don't think this game would have been very as appealing if it didn't go for that. Honestly. All right, well, that's going to wrap things up here. We do not do any listener requests this time, but if you do have requests, you can still send them. Uh, there's a form link on every episode page, so please do send them in. And uh, I do usually use them, just today was kind of an exception. It just uh, didn't really make sense to, to dig up one, so I, it is what it is. But please send your requests, uh, or you can email me at typ at nintendoworldreport.com. Uh, Wendy, is there anything you want to plug? Yeah, um, I took a bit, take a little bit of a break over the holidays, but I'm still streaming. I'm at twitch.tv slash windyman, and uh, also at Twitter, just switch the I and the Y, at windyman. And of course, I'm uh, always putzing around on the Nintendo World Report Discord, so if you want to say hi, uh, you can find me. Don't, don't, uh, don't feed him. <laughs> I don't know. Or at least, like, don't feed him after midnight or something. I, I don't know. <laughs> All right. Have a good evening, everyone. All right. Thanks for listening. Good morning. We'll you, whenever you're listening to this. We'll see you next time.
Zelda Link's Awakening is copyright 1993-2019, Nintendo, Grezzo. Bloodstained, Curse of the Moon is copyright 2018, Artplay, Inti Creates. Tales of Symphonia, Dawn of the New World is copyright 2008, Namco, Bandai. Yoshi's Safari is copyright 1993, Nintendo. Crossnick Plus is copyright 2019, Future Memory.